0: Hi, everybody. As you know, for the past couple of episodes, I've been checking in with some of our OGs, original guests. I'm, you know, been curious. What have they been up to? How's the pandemic been? Have they made any progress on some of the issues that we talked about? Today, I'm with TK. Her episode originally aired on August 2nd, and back then, we talked about how changing careers from nursing to audio production was a big surprise for her Haitian-American family. And basically went against their expectations that she'd follow a medical track like they did. I guess at that
1: point, my parents, you know, they think they, they thought they steered me correctly. They thought they, they steered me in the right direction of my like career and my job. But I actually took certain jobs because I wanted to have time to do radio and other media things. You know, I would host shows, you know, like host events public speaking and stuff like that. And I would get so much, like, I'll get so much energy and fuel from that, that it would make me depressed to go back to regular work, nursing work on Monday. And um, they, I don't know if anybody just didn't notice that I wasn't happy, that I was basically not very healthy because when you're not happy, you get depressed. And when you get depressed, you, your body is also affected by that. Um, It was hard.
0: When we spoke last summer, TK said that her family was slowly but surely coming around and beginning to understand why it is that she's so passionate about her new work in audio and that they were even beginning to be a little supportive. So I wanted to check in with her and see where things stood with her and her relatives. Let's get into it. Hey, TK. Hey, how are you? I'm so happy you're back. <laughs>
1: I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> I got updates.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but, but first, I want to I know, hearing yourself back from so many months ago, what are you feeling? Like, what, how did you react? Oh, man, it just
1: reminded me of how long that process was. Like, People, the people, right? the people will never know how long that process was. And I just had to think about it. I was like, well, well, that was like over a 10 year period, like unlearning. That's getting to know each other again, my family and I, my parents and I, and, you know, going through other things concurrently, trying to find my way and trying to make them understand me. And I was just like, mm-hmm. whoa, we've all come a long way. Like, that's what I got, you know, hearing myself.
0: All right, so these updates, gimme, 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 gimme. What are the updates? Oh my gosh, it's
1: <laughs> crazy. Um, uh, okay, okay. Uh, I've been doing some hosting for NPR's Life Kit podcast. Um, they have a rotating cadre of of hosts, so I've I've mm-hmm. done three so far, and that's fun, and that has gotten me you know a little bit extra visibility and an, and a credibility that my parents can understand, and for that, it's it's great. It's worth everything. You know, like I don't even think about anything else. Honestly, it's like, Hey, I could slap this in their text message. And um, they're like, Oh, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the parents
0: love evidence. They love
1: receipts. (laughs) (laughs) So do you um,
0: think that they get what you do now? Like, like fundamentally, do they get
1: what you do? I think they get it better. I I explained to my dad, I think we had a good conversation. I, I told him about my new day job. I got a new day job. I'm an executive producer now. I took the step up from producer to executive producer and I'm I'm just learning how to be, you know, be a person with accounts. You know how yeah. like they used to call accounts in the in the old TV shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I told my dad I actually had to I didn't have to do anything, but I was curious. I was like, hey, when when you used to go to work, like, you know, before you were retired, were you happy there? Because, like, there's a work ethic that I recognize in myself that I Mm -hmm. remember from my childhood. Um, Like, my dad used to be so ready, like, yo, 6 a.m., out the door, going to work, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, depends on the job you're asking about. But the one I was most happy at, yes. Like, you know, when he was a guidance counselor, guidance counseling uh, high schoolers, he was like, I was ready. I wanted to get these kids into college, into vocational mm-hmm. school, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't wait to be there. And then when, you know, the New York City Department of Education uh, started to do shenanigans, um, he was like, I was unhappy. I was taken away from high schoolers. I am not an elementary guy, and but I still knew that I had to do the job and I love to do the job mm. and it was something that I could recognize and in that mm-hmm. conversation I was able to explain what I do as an executive producer and he asked me more questions and it was like me asking him a question about his life opened the door to him asking me questions about my life now
0: oh which my god was that sounds amazing
1: yeah I was like I bet oh, you nobody oh, had like. ever asked
0: him that <laughs> yeah and he he
1: even said that at the end he said oh he was like Thanks for asking me that. I never, I hadn't actually thought about those things in a long time, and I was like, "Whew! Oh man, all right."
0: <laughs> but no, no, yeah, that's deep. That's deep yeah. because now he sees your curiosity, but he also sees the maturity in you trying to actually come outside of the role of daughter to engage yeah. with him like professional to professional. You yeah. know, definitely. Um, tell me about the things that you set out to achieve over the last year that you were able to achieve despite, you know, the world coming to an end?
1: Oh, despite the world coming to an end. Yes. <laughs> well, some of it is, some of it is like personal that crosses into professional. And, and because mm-hmm. I was able to do those things, I think that I was, I'm better able to be a, uh, professional in our field right now, but Mm -hmm. uh, getting healthy, um, getting healthier, excuse me. I don't know if I'm healthy child. I need to go to the doctor, but yeah, getting healthier um, actually was faced with like, I just learned in during the pandemic that I had fibroids and it was causing me so much pain in the midst of the pandemics and the uprising. So it was like the stress compounding from all the things happening in the world. And then to me, And I was just like in pain doing all the work that like people were seeing on the Internet. It was just the most painful thing in my life. So I like took up running and and by running, I mean like the lightest jogging you ever seen. I'm almost a mall <laughs> walker at this point, but I do it, you know, like. <laughs> I wasn't doing it before. and doing it now, so it makes a difference. And uh, I, I, went, I went to the doctor, and I got some, you know, treatment. And I was like, oh, okay, wait, so life can be better if I just follow these things about, like, Food and exercise. Oh, that wasn't a lie. Like <laughs> when you're a kid, you think they' lying. Like food and exercise, diet. What?
0: No, oh, here's y'all. the growth. true. Here's
1: the real growth. It's true. Diet and exercise is real, y'all. <laughs> Yo, like opening that door. I think and letting go of the pain and allowing myself to feel good and and actually uh, just focusing on myself. I think it made me have a, what's the word, Uh, a better mind state to like take conversations, right? Mm. People, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was looking for jobs and the way to do an interview is not to be in pain. The way to do an interview is not to be in the (laughs) middle of an uprising and to not have pandemic stress. And I was able to clear my mind and then take the calls that I was prepared to take. And I found myself making better decisions about what I wanted for the future and what I needed for the future. Do I want to be on a news show in the middle of a pandemic on election season? No, that's not going to be good for my stress levels and it's not going to be good for my fibroids. So what gig do I take? I take the faith-based show. Even if I'm not super religious, I know I'm gonna hear some wisdom and inspiration, even if I don't like it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) I start making decisions based on my health and my body and what I need. And it's never, it hasn't failed me yet. I mean, I'm new to it, but it hasn't failed me yet.
0: That's so beautiful. You sound in your voice so much lighter. Hi everybody, Juleka here. I wanna tell you about Ethnically Ambiguous a podcast from iHeartRadio and hosts Iranian-American Anna and Syrian-American Shireen talk to people of color, immigrants, and children of immigrants. Together, they try to dissect what it was like to be raised in the U.S. They talk about discovering sexuality within immigrant families, being raised as an outsider, and representation in television, among many more topics. Occasionally, they also talk about important news coming out of the Middle East and share stories from history that help us understand the context for what's happening in the Middle East. New episodes drop every Monday. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? I'm Steve-O. Lewis, a licensed psychotherapist and host of How to Talk to Achievers About Anything. I'm excited to share big news. How to talk to high achievers about anything is back. This time I'll be joined by a very special person, someone whose name you know very well. Hi everybody, I'm Juleka Lantigua, founder of LWC Studios. Welcome, Juleka. I'm so excited. And by the way, I'll be taking notes. So many notes. As always, on the show, we get to hear stories from black and brown folks who are out there doing great and amazing things. Then I do my thing of offering some feedback and strategies to help us navigate personal and professional challenges. Together, we'll figure out how to achieve on our own terms. Subscribe to or follow How to Talk to High Achievers about anything everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow the show at Talk to Achievers. everybody, Juleka here. I'm the host and creator of How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything. And I want to invite you to be on our show. If you're an adult and a child of immigrants from anywhere in the world, I'd love to talk to you about those conversations that are hard but necessary. Things about politics, dating, career, parenting. Seriously, no topic is off limits. Send us an email at hello at com, and let's get you on the show. That's hello at com. See you soon. In this process of you getting to understand and to honor your needs, have you found that your family has been more understanding, more supportive because now they're really starting to get what you do?
1: Yeah, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe we all went through a thing during the pandemic and Because this year is the year, for some reason, everybody's coming to a place of understanding. Everybody's being Mm -hmm. more open. But they definitely, my parents definitely have been more engaging with my Mm -hmm. uh, work. And sometimes also I'm realizing that if you you want something, you have to ask for it. The way I want stuff at work, I need to act like that with my family. I want them to listen to a piece. Well, you know what? I don't wait for them to find it on Facebook because one of them isn't on Facebook and one of them isn't on Facebook enough, right? So, <laughs> so I send it to them and I'm like, hey, I did this last week. What do you think? And then, mm. then they hit me back. So I, I understand now, right? Like We need to stop expecting our people to know what we want. Um, if you want it, just ask for it. I want validation from family. Well, then, damn it, here's this WhatsApp. <laughs>
0: That's was really real. That was really real. Dude, the hardest part of getting what you want is knowing what to ask for. So this is like dimensions of progress um, oh, yeah. for most of us, honestly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm so you. <laughs> proud of you. Honestly. I feel good. It feels good. Are there any parts of your work and your passions uh, related to your work that you're still a little bit hesitant to share with them? Or are you just feeling really confident in this in, in this newfound understanding that you, you get from them?
1: I feel pretty confident, but there's still a, a little piece of me that is is the old me. Right. Guarded. And, you know, um, I mean, I just don't share every single thing. I just, I'm just, mm. a, I, I care less, I would say. You know, like I have lower expectations of interactivity with my work, not just with my family, but with my friends. I think I'm more, <laughs> I think I'm able to just let let the work be now yeah. um, mm-hmm. than before. And maybe that speaks to just me having a greater satisfaction in my life um, and myself And personally and professionally, where I just don't Mm -hmm. need um, a whole bunch of commentary. Um, Mm -hmm. And if they see it, they see it, you know? So Mm. I welcome it, but I don't need it as much as I used to.
0: Sounds like you're really beating imposter syndrome.
1: Well, it'd be like 25 years in the making, so...
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> I mean it's a it's a transformative and I and I completely understand it because I have gone through it multiple times where you seek external validation because you still have all these doubts about yeah. what you're doing and it's a really quick emotional high but then you go back and it's just you and your doubt yeah. um it's really funny because one of the things that I've um started to say to myself uh in this new year is what people think of me is none of my business. Ooh, yes. I've said that to myself so many times when I feel that doubt kind of like creeping in, mm-hmm, exactly. you know? And so I feel you, um, when you say that, when you're like, I'm good. Like, I know what I did. I'm, I'm happy with what I did. I'm good. Yeah. Um, Do you find that you're now a little bit more understanding of the choices that your parents made, given that you've now really, truly been able to make the choices that are true to you?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think about it. I think about how old I am. And I think about what were they doing at my age? At at my age, Mm. they had three kids and... Uh, whatever I don't know maybe we were living in an apartment or maybe we had gotten the first house I don't remember but mm-hmm. um, at my age they were just trying and then I remembered I was like whoa my dad went back to college and I was like twelve and my mom also went back to college and I was uh, seventeen or or sixteen and I was like man this is these are extraordinary people just thinking about how they juggled all that stuff and I got a I just got a cat like. <laughs> Jeez. they're amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I get it. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. I'm so happy to hear you say that because since you and I talked, one of the things that the experts that we bring on the show have said over and over and over is that it takes a while for first gens to look back at their parents in their full humanity, Because, one, because of the myths that we make about, you know, the immigrant struggle and the sacrifices. But two, because they've been so focused on us forever. And so it's really hard for us to just stop and turn the lens and look back at them and really try to engage with how they've chosen to live their lives and why. And so it's so beautiful to hear you. Uh, say that you've you found this understanding towards your parents and not just understanding but admiration Yeah, you know definitely. about could I have done the same things they did who like I don't even <laughs> want to find out
1: you know what's wild like as you say that I think about it and um the hindsight goes both ways right mm-hmm. because we first gen, we're just trying to grow up straddling two spheres of life right and honestly like the parents can't see that until later either because they are this is their American experience for the first time and this is my Haitian American experience for the first time mm-hmm. so we both are growing and now I see that they look back and they're like oh that was silly I should have let you go to the mall with your friends like <laughs> Right. (laughs) Nobody's kidnapping you in the 90s. That was the 80s thing. (laughs) Like, you know, like, but yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: We all looking back. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I would have had more friends. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. So one person that I haven't asked you about is your brother who last time we talked seem to be playing a little bit of a go between role um is he still doing that? Is there no need for him to do that? Do you need any allies now that you and your parents have a better communication about the things that are important to you with your career?
1: Mm, I think I have two brothers, and I think we swap uh, we swap positions as needed you know so and 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 everybody has different jobs and interests and things that are just my, our parents did not expect us to, to do right. Um, we, each of us haven't had to be the go between for the other in a while. So that's a great sign. And they're actually interacting with my brother's stuff, both of them. And like more than me, cause I, I think I'm the person that broke the ice. And then the brothers came in and was like, Oh, awesome. Great. I could do what I want. Um, cause, cause TK <laughs> did, did look at TK. She's, she actually jumped all the way out the window. She's pretty crazy. Let's, <laughs> You know, so my brother, he like wrote his own cocktail comic book, and my dad like promotes it online. They wear his apparel to the park and they take pictures of themselves walking in the park, like really bad selfies, but they're great. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. My other brother's a little low key, but they they help him too. Or they they're like, "Oh, good for you, Ron. Whatever whatever this thing is you're doing, we don't none of us understand what the fuck Ron does. But whatever it is you're doing, Ron, just call us, right?
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what Ron does, but he's doing stuff. I love it because you know, in a way, that is actually a very typical. Intergenerational dynamic where once one sibling proves that doing something is safe yeah. and rewarding, then everybody else is like, "Me too. I want. Yes. I, I, yeah, I have ideas. I have. Yeah. You know." So, so I get that, and it's like you almost
1: <laughs> want them to send you like all your siblings and and all the cousins behind you. Like, yo, I should be having thank you cards and gift cards yes. and where baskets at my door. Yes. Like, this is this is our lot in life. Somebody I'm (laughs) waiting for the Postmates (laughs) gift card today. Keep this in so I can send this to my family and that they can see and they can send me some gifts. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs)
1: hilarious.
0: All right. Last question is what's ahead for TK?
1: What's ahead for TK? Wow, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, Listen,
0: I don't do small talk. You know by now. I I see you. I see you. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, what's ahead for TK? I think that um, I'm I'm easing into my position as executive producer, and I'm also very lightly and very slowly um, starting my own production company, Philo's Future Media. Yes! Um, And now that, you know... (sighs) I'm, I'm at my day job. I can utilize all the things that I'm learning at my day job and just mm-hmm. like all the things I've seen in the industry but didn't understand. I can apply mm-hmm. that as very, very slow practice mm-hmm. for my thing. So I just needed a place to make art with my friends and understand the business behind the art with my friends because I've been making yes. art for a while and I just never understood the business of it. Now I'm learning the business of it and it can be more purposeful.
0: Brava! I'm so happy to hear that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, thank TK. you, Thank you. Thank you. It's the only way forward, baby. You have to own your stuff. You have That's to clean it. that space. I love it. I love
1: exactly.
0: it. Exactly. TK, thank you so much for coming back. You have made my whole week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my
0: pleasure, Angelica.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this moment to like expand on the story and kind of close it out because...
0: If you haven't yet listened to TK's original episode, she loves her work, her parents don't get it. You can find it on our feed and on our website. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of L'Antigua Williams & Co. Virginia Lora produced this episode. Kojin Tashiro mixed it. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor. Cedric Wilson is our lead producer. Jen Chien is our executive editor. I'm the show's creator, Julia Lantigua-Williams. Talk to Mammy Papi. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bye, everybody. Same place next week.